You are listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. This is Down the Owl Wrestling Podcast, where we only make one promise. We will always reach for that. Crash Raymond. With Robbie Mack and Kevin Laramay. Here's Kevin Laramay. And welcome to a brand new edition of Down the Owl Wrestling Podcast. Rob, happy 2016. Happy 2016 to you, Kevin. How's uh, your new year's off to a good start, I hope? Well, wrestling news? Yeah, it's quite like the best five days in the history of wrestling news, I think. With all that's going on, let's just dive right in, Rob. Uh, yeah, we can talk, both. Exactly. Let's just talk with the breaking. Cena today. Uh, you texted me, Cena's injured. What about Cena? Well, Kevin, from what I have heard, uh, it's coming from a couple of reputable site, uh, sites. It's coming from one uh, source at PWI, which is a very trusted um, name in professional wrestling news. Uh, John Cena is going to require shoulder surgery. Uh, the, the, the consensus is it's a torn rotator cuff that he injured while he was shooting his new reality show that he's been away off doing. And that's going to require six to nine months of surgery and, uh, sorry, recovery time. He's, um, he's going to He's flying to Birmingham, Alabama tomorrow to meet with renowned surgist Dr. James Andrews, yes. as if you're a wrestling fan or a sports you know, fan. For that you note. know Andrews. James Andrews. And, uh, yeah, so he's going to get that done. Um, we it's, never. It's, it's ironic that he injured himself doing that reality show and not mm-hmm. wrestling. It's so ironic it's, because it's like the worst case scenario. Yeah, it's and, you know, people were like wondering where the hell was he on Monday. Well, I think it was explained where he was on Monday. Um This is, you and I talked about it off air, and you don't want to say the word blessing in disguise, but this is... Yeah, outside of the guy getting, like, in pain, it's a yeah, blessing in disguise. Yeah, we don't want to That's the only thing, like, exactly. And we know he can take it, though, so... And, um, so, yeah, I mean, he's going to be out the same time frame as Rollins, and, uh, so we're looking, Kevin, basically, at WrestleMania without Rollins, without Orton, without Cena. <laughs> can you, like... Hey, you know what? Well, what, what we keep saying, sometimes... They're not ready, but you have to put them in a situation and they become ready. Look at Roman over the last three weeks. He wasn't ready. He is now. Oh, yeah. And he keep his character keeps improving, improving and improving. And it's it's one of those things, Kevin, where it's going to have to force their hand to build new stars. And I know they're afraid to. I don't know what they're so afraid to do, but I mean, now they have no choice. Just before we move on to talking about the Rumble, Rob, you mm. talk about making new stars and Guess what? They may not make any, but they just might have signed four of them. Well, two for sure. Uh, the yeah. other two might be more. Um, two of them not, are not stars, but they're in a star group. They're depth guys. Yeah, we're you know, talking about what have been dubbed the New Japan Four: mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and. Uh, Doc Gallows, the wrestler formerly known as Festus slash Doc Gallows, might have signed with the WWE. Yeah, you heard right. Shinsuke fucking Nakamura, Rob. Yeah, and this is exciting news. And uh, although, you know, everyone in the wrestling world, all the IWC, they're basically, you know, let's call it what it is. Everyone's just having orgasms over this now and i can't say that i blame them pants have uh, been changed here's the thing now. we're 
as much as excited as I want to be about this. We're all cynic too. Of course we're all cynic. We're because all, like, what's the consensus right now? Yeah, they're going to find a way to fuck it up. Of course they will. They always do. Uh, they, but I mean, it, but yeah, it's, it's exciting. It is exciting, but are those guys going to allow to be themselves in, in WWE? Are First of all, I hope to... they keep their name. I hope AJ Styles doesn't come out as like PJ Styles or something. J style. Or uh, Shinsuke Nakamura comes out at Tom Hardy or I don't know, like something silly. And they need to keep their identity. I think it would be maybe a, a, a sign that it's new times and a new era, in quote. I hate to use that term because everything is dubbed era now in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you want to have it like it's a reality era, why don't we make it the real era <laughs> and have those guys come in as the identity that they've forged over the last decade, you know? Nakamura oh, I mean, is a character in itself. It might be as defined as you would like to, but you can do that with him. Just keep the fucking name. Yeah, and then you can play off his backstory. You can play off his history, his legacy in the wrestling business. You can play off that. You, WWE, stop pretending that these people didn't have fucking identities before they got to you. And it's not like in, they just, exa- you're absolutely right. It's not like they sprung up in some magical fucking <laughs> garden. And then you're well, like, oh, Samoa but- Joe was somewhere else for the last decade. Just yeah. say it. Uh, what's encouraging, though, is uh, did you see that article on WW.com? Uh, uh, which one? There was an article about those four saying, amidst a lot of speculation, the wrestling world is a buzz. The WWE might have signed those four, and they have a description of every single one of them explaining the bullet club and the ties with balor showing the balor pictures at the ww training center today holding the door for people who looking at his watch and saying they should be here right now there's a description of nakamura and how he's the intercontinental champion of how he speaks english and loves american culture when you look at nakamura and whatever he'd done over the last decade remember you remember we don't remember but we know with hindsight he was the roommate of Daniel Bryan in mm-hmm. the New Japan Dojo in California when there was one. Yeah. He knows the uh, culture. He knows what he's getting himself into. And that, for me, is exciting because you don't see that often. Itami was surprised when he got here the way it works. Nakamura just can't wait to get here. We know his he's an extroverted person. He loves everything, the style, the glamour, the, the pump and circumstances. Well, He's going to the pump and circumstance company as a whole. He's getting going there. So, uh, yeah, that could be something very on a very different level than we're used to. Now, here's a big question, Kevin. Um, and it's the one that everyone's talking about besides the name changes. Where do these guys go once they get there? Is anyone being fast-tracked to the main roster? Are four, four of them ending <laughs> up in NXT? Like, what's going on? What's the time frame? That's why I wanted to talk about this before we talk about the Rumble, Rob. Mm-hmm. Because sure. uh, let's just say it, the Rumble, for the first time since 1992, when Ric Flair won the world, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Well, it wasn't, anyways, the champion. He won the strap, for fuck's sakes, at the Rumble in 1992 in a Rumble match. It's the first time since then. And it's the first time in history that it's defended, not just up for grabs, but it's defended as a Royal Rumble match against 29 other men in that, Rob gets me excited because there's a lot of things you can do in a Rumble match where the story is to try to screw Roman Reigns. It, it's got me super excited for the Royal Rumble. Like Brock Lesnar and... has to be in the Rumble just because be like, dude, we don't want you to win. Hey, let's add let's add Triple H. Let's add uh, Lesnar to the Rumble. It makes sense. Even Taker. Even guys like this because even past champions 
Jericho was in the Rumble. It makes sense because, hey, the belt's up for sake. I want to try to get it. Why not? I have. I know better than those 29. I should get it. Yeah, and then they can really play up the story that a lot of these guys wouldn't get title shots under yeah. normal circumstances. And if they work together, maybe they're there for a reason. You know, There's a lot of things you could do with that situation. I want to be so excited about the Royal Rumble, but I, but every time I get excited about something in wrestling, I just get let down. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> so I'm not trying to be cynic about it, but I mean, again, we're wrestling fans. We can't help it. I just hope that it's booked correctly. And this seems to be the year, Kevin, where they could use the Elimination Chamber, where they can crown a number one contender for the uh, title at WrestleMania. Well, we know. We know it's going to be Fastlane, the pay-per-view yeah. between the two. And it's interesting what could happen because the fact that now there's going to be a winner comes out not as a challenger for WrestleMania, but as a champion, leaves the main event spot wide open for WrestleMania. So what happens yeah, and, after that? And Fastlane has a lot more... A, a lot of uh, importance. Yeah, oh yeah, very, very much importance. Where like they're going to be crowning a number one contender for a, uh, yeah. and and who knows what kind of match could it be? Could it be a one on one match? Could it be a triple threat match? What, who knows what we're going to see? Or a step or whatever. Think, with all the injuries that we're seeing, it's really going to be interesting because it's going to force WWE's hand to be a little bit more creative. And with, I think that's right? why they just signed the four guys, Rob. And mm-hmm. I think that's why they really tried at the beginning before it came out uh, Sunday between Sunday and Monday here in the states. Uh, the the January fourth in Japan, same day as Wrestle Kingdom ten, which we'll talk about later. Uh, they really wanted to keep it quiet because, well, I guess when they say, according to Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, there's going to be a lot of surprise coming soon, and especially the Rumble. And when you know that they're trying to keep that quiet, those signings, if you can put two and two together, hey, AJ Styles might be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. And if you're trying yeah. to keep it very Hush, hush. It's because you wanted him to to appear there. Now they're trying to uh, save face, put an article on www.com. So now people know they exist in the WWE universe and they can show up at any time. That's the beauty of that story. You can have Nakamura now show up on the Rumble and have a good pop because you put an image of him on your website. You talked about him on your website. You gave people uh, a hint that you're going to bring him up. In your roster, so people have already made search if they didn't know who he was. I've already heard about him in a certain way, so they're ready for him. So now that you acknowledge him, you can actually maybe up the ante and have two surprise entrants in the Royal Rumble. Because, yeah, let's face it, if Anderson and Gallows shows up, it's not necessarily a big pot. We'll be like, woohoo, the IWC and the Marks are going to go crazy, but not everybody else. Now, Nakamura and AJ Styles, the fact that they're well-known, they've been talked about, if they show up at the Rumble, it's an automatic huge pop for both of them. Carl Anderson is a guy that, he, to me, he's a wild card in all this. because He's a guy that excites me. Here's a guy that you could throw in NXT, um, redevelop, it, not redevelop, but kind of redefine him as a WWE uh, wrestler, and just bring him up and make him this fucking kick-ass heel, because he's already that. You know what I mean? Is, so, yeah, you're right, but his tights are already ready. Did you see what he was wearing at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, he would, yes, I did. It's a tights with the demon Balor on them. Yes. Does that scream Balor Club to you? It, 100% it does. Like, what it does scream to me now, Rob, outside of me screaming, is Nakamura, AJ Styles, either the Rumble or the Raw after the Rumble, mm-hmm. and changing everything since that time they show up. And Anderson and Gallows shows up at NXT and becomes a Balor Club with Balor. And beat the fuck out of anybody they want, you know? 
That's what I think. So, and it starts with them turning on Itami and Balor Club just goes healed that way. That's what I see going on in NXT and that's what I see going with Nakamura and AJ Styles. Either Royal Rumble entrant or open challenge winner of a something, it's going to be big. It's going to be a big impact right away. I think uh, those guys, I think AJ Styles will make the impact right away. I think Nakanorma might be a, a few months down the road. Yes. And and I think uh, Anderson and Gallows, uh, you know, not as far as... What if Nakamura, um, the, the Raw after WrestleMania, he shows maybe, up? Maybe, you know what I mean? Something like that. It's like the perfect um, crowd for him. Oh, yeah. And that's a perfect spot to debut him. But yeah, AJ Styles, I think we're going to see in a WWE ring within the next month. I think they have to at this point. Yeah, and he actually got his send off in New Japan already. The day yeah. after New J- the Wrestle Kingdom in the yeah. New Japan show, he was beat up. Kenny Omega turned on him, became the new leader of the Bullet Club. And the whole Bullet Club just put the boots to him. And he had his uh, traditional four-corner salute send-off to the New Japan crowd. And he looks like he's actually already gone. So uh, what does that tell you again? Hashtag AJ in the Rumble. Yeah, they need AJ Styles and they need him there immediately. And you know, think of the programs he can do with Damn, Kevin he Owens. Him last three you know? years. Yeah. Oh Kevin yeah. Owens. Oh, you, you you remind me of something. Have you seen that video that came out today, Kevin Owens with Michael Cole, that four minute interview? No, actually, I have not. I'll go see it. Kevin Owens and Michael Cole underrated as one of the best chemistry in the business, Rob. The way Michael Cole and Kevin Owens interact together. The way Kevin Owens look at Michael Cole. I'm going to throw that water at you right now. It's a shame you have a microphone and it costs money because otherwise you will really be wet. Ah, oh, he's talking about Roman Reigns. Like, yeah, Roman Reigns. We talk about Roman Reigns. I'm here. I'm in front of you, Michael. Why don't you talk about me? Where is Roman? Probably putting some copious amount of conditioner in his hair. I'm here. Why don't you talk to me? Oh, it's just awesome. <laughs> Kevin Owens is just really throwback to a heel and... uh I think that this guy really needs a big push. Uh, and is it a program with Lesnar at WrestleMania? Maybe. But th- again, with the scene, with all these rash of injuries, they need to start building these guys and they need to start building them right goddamn now because the window is closing on the interest that we're gonna, people are going to have on these characters. And then because eventually these other guys are going to come back, they need to build up and they need to build them up now. How about that fuse, Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens? I love it. I love how it's going. I love the promos. I lo- it's just a throwback feud, and that title makes it seems important. And I just, I just really, really like where they're going with that feud. Can't they're wait going, to see the match at the Rumble. This, this morning, there has to they, be one, you know, not just well, a SmackDown tonight. I hope not. And because I would compare this to a Kevin Owens, no, 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 Kevin Steen. Uh, more of a character feuding with Dean Ambrose right now. If you uh, if you've seen any of the Kevin Steen stuff from Ring of Honor, even more- Ambrose is throwback to old Ambrose in like almost Shield Shield Ambrose, where he's has a little edge, a little darkness to him, and it works. That feud is just perfect. Yeah, absolutely. There was there was a. Uh, they, they they seem to work well in the the ring together too, right? They which is the yeah. most important thing. But I mean. If you really want a feud to get over, if you really want a program to get over, it doesn't have to just be the in work, in ring work. It's got to be the story that's being told too. So, and they do, and they tell a good story together. And they're booked the right way to tell that story. And I think 100%. they both have a lot of uh, of things to say in that story because uh, both of them had experience against each other on the indie scene for years. Yep. Yes, Ambrose got there very early in FCW, uh, but uh, Steen and Steel used to have a lot of uh, a rivalry on the indie scene back in a decade ago. And you're going to be seeing a lot more of that 
because I think they're going to start bringing up more indie guys. Now, what does that spell for promotions like Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling? It's not going to spell the end of those these promotions. No, but those are pretty big indies. It's almost like yeah, Ring of Honor has a national kind of stage with Comet, with Sinclair, with uh, a lot of affiliates in different markets. New Japan, with New Japan World, have a worldwide base. Yeah, it's a small one still, but it's a work in progress. Different audiences too, right? Yeah. Like I, I watch Ring of Honor as well, but it's because I. But we both yeah. only watch Japanese wrestling basically once a year. We yeah. only we and both on watch Wrestle Kingdom, and because for us it's we know it's January four every year. We don't have to follow everything else. It's not like the the the, the fucking uh, tournament, you know, the the G the G one that lasts like a fucking a month. You have to watch 20,000 shows to me. No, it's the one night. We know it's going to happen. There's going to be great matches for every belt, and it's going to be a great show at the Tokyo Dome. And for us, we just see the Tokyo Dome, and it's just, yeah, it brings back, uh, it's like another like another world. It's like everything is different. We don't understand what's written on the, the banners, and we just understand because it's an English commentary now. But before, we only understand the finishing moves and the name of the American guys because outside of that, it was just in Japanese, but it was working. I, like, I, could, yeah. I could work with AJ Styles, blah, 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 oh, Styles Clash. It works, you know. And New Japan knows that, and hence why they put guy last year was JR, and you know this year was Matt Stryker and Kevin Kelly. But that's why they put and Yoshitatsu. Those... Hey, don't forget Yoshitatsu. Oh yeah, he added so much with his yeah. one-word answers. Poor, um, guy, poor guy, though. He spent like half the year in the Halo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Styles Clash last year. Yeah. There's, but they know that, and that's why they give us those announcers to explain some of the backstory stuff, which I like. And because again, you know, I only watch New Japan Pro Wrestling once a year, and I would say, and after I'm watching done wrestling, done watching Wrestle Kingdom, I'm like, fuck, I'd love to watch this promotion more. But like, where the hell do I start? Because yeah. it's right, there's eight thousand shows, and I'm like, not all of them are going to be in uh, English, I, unless I bone up on my Japanese in the next little bit. Yep, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> yeah, you don't have that time. But what's interesting to me is when you look at the programs and the feuds in New Japan, it's not that developed. In a way, it leads a lot of of it to the imagination of the the, the listener, the viewer. And mm. that's kind of important because it's always better in your mind than it's going to be in real life. And if you know there's a feud, there's a, a competition, you know, there, there's certain pageantry, but you don't have to see or hear about everything you leave a certain up to uh, to the imagination. It makes for a different type of viewing. For us, we don't know the feuds when we start watching Wrestle Kingdom. And we get the feud by uh, hearing the commentators talk about it and stuff. But it's not explained to us and shown to us 28 times with replays and all different angles. We have to uh, like make an effort to understand. And I think that gets you more into the show. I, I think it because you know what? It lasted four hours and something. And it felt a whole lot fucking quicker than a Raw or a WWE pay-per-view. And it's because there wasn't any of that bullshit in between. Match was over. We went to the next match. There's no fucking backstage promos, all that bullshit. There's barely there's, any there's, interviews at all. No, except for the bigger matches, they would have yeah. like a little bit of a uh, package. Which we didn't understand anyways. Exactly. So, I mean, you kind of get the gist of it. But, yeah, I mean, when... If you're a wrestling fan and uh, you watch Wrestle Kingdom 10, and it's like WWE should be ashamed of themselves with the shit that they put on, and then this is the uh, this is the this is the this is what wrestling is. And I feel sorry for marks that don't have any idea what New Japan Pro Wrestling is, and have no idea what Ring of Honor is. They're really just 
hurting themselves. They they listen to what the machine tells them. Get, you know, get out there and fucking find some. Get into some other pro wrestling ventures because there's a lot of great wrestling out there, and you're just hurting yourself if you don't watch. It. I know people who don't even watch NXT. You know what I mean? Like NXT is kind of like a bridge between the two. It is. It, it is a nice bridge. Uh, it's uh, it's good because you get this. You get that. The big production of the WWE feel, but you also get the intimate feeling you would of a Ring of Honor show or in an indie show, and you get the wrestling of a New Japan show in a, or in a uh, Ring of Honor show. But yeah, it's just I implore people that you know stop being such fucking marks. Now, granted, if you're listening to a podcast like this, you're probably not a mark as it is. But if you have any friends who are marks, which I'm sure you and I both know marks, sit them down in front of a, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom show and say, "Hey, get ready for this," and have them subscribe to PWI or something. But <laughs> It's just it's just so frustrating to see that how much great wrestling's out there and just people don't care to even Do you follow WWE on Facebook, Kevin? I do. Just I try to read through the comments of that that I don't I don't do that. Oh, oh don't did... do that. <laughs> yeah, Rob, maybe I should Rob, you gotta get yourself worked up about how humanity as a whole is Done. It's no worthless. No, you, you gotta keep it. You can't read this if you want to keep your sanity, Rob. I think Kevin, we should save this conversation for we're just talking. I, I yes, or maybe we should actually take the comments next time and read them on down the aisle too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's not bad. So, <laughs> like the worst but, ones. And I wonder why I have high blood pressure. So, <laughs> you know your answer. Just before we move to Wrestle Kingdom and our thoughts on that. Uh, uh, pay-per-view that wasn't a pay-per-view, the New Japan World special in a way. Uh, the Raw a couple of weeks, we had the McMahon as a special guest referee this week. Uh, what did you think about it? How did you think they, they pulled it off? Vince McMahon um, needs to take himself off TV. Yeah. Not because he looks bad, but the he's blown losing, spot. He's losing, yeah, he's losing the, uh, the, the attraction power he had. Yeah, like the blown spot he had uh, near the end of the match where he wasn't supposed to, when Scott Armstrong came in, and uh, he wasn't supposed to see what was going on, and it realized that he realized he was supposed to be out. Like, come on, Vince! Like, if anyone did that, you would go fucking haywire. I love Vince McMahon. I love the Mr. McMahon character. Fifteen years ago, you know what I mean. So it's it's time to move on from that. Vince, just stay in the back, do your thing. Let let Triple H run the shit. Uh, the fact that know, he came out with like a gun shirt referee to just to look the way he looked. And like basically the sign the guy had in the stands, the image of him 20 years ago being the guest referee with his guns and all that. Now he comes out. He look yeah, he looks still great. He looks great for 70 years old. Oh, 100%. But the but the more he's exposed on TV, the more you see his weakness that he can barely move. He's lost the rhythm. He has like a hunchback now. You know, there's the type of thing that if you see him for too long, he does get exposed. Compared that if you just saw that one time on Raw. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, where Roman Reigns won, and it would have stopped there, it would have been fine, but now it's getting close to overexposure for McMahon, where he's not only losing his appeal as a once-in-a-blue-moon type of figure on the program, he's actually losing his credibility because he's exposing himself as he's 70 years old, who is trying to look like he's 50 again. And you're seeing how the business has passed him by. You know what I mean? Out of touch? What are you talking about? Out of touch, out of out of mind, Kevin. If you ask me, old man. <laughs> well, you know Patrick. Those and are words we, that were said on Raw. Rob, can we just have a? What about and take Stephanie off TV? I'm so sick of dealing with Stephanie too and her slaps and how she she yeah, castrates the male talent. Daddy, 
Oh, that got on my nerves so fucking hard. I can put up with Triple H. You know what I mean? Give me Triple H. I will. Apparently, long- he's dead. Well, he you was, know he what? was fine in London, but uh, he hasn't been fine since. I think, yeah, he's relapsed. I think he's going to. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think Triple H is going to win the Royal Rumble. Holy fuck! Fuck me. Yeah, uh, just if you if it happens, you heard it from me first. But yeah, it would make sense that he would appear in the Rumble in some way, shape, or form. And him and Reigns can have their WrestleMania match for the title, and Reigns can win it back. But I'm just, just saying, so, just so fucking Triple H can say that he was the main event of the biggest WrestleMania ever. Probably, like holy crap! There's so many things that Triple H does right. Then I'm like, you know, the NXT but stuff. The same thing does this. Yeah, I'm like, you're like, fuck, every time I'm like, I'm starting to warm up to the guy and say, hey, man, you know, Triple H is great for the business right now. Then he would pull, uh, again, we're then getting mad wins. about something then that hasn't even happened. We ha- we're getting pissed off about something that hasn't even happened yet. So let's, yeah, let's just. let's trust him. They've done things pretty well over the last couple of weeks. Is mm-hmm. it enough to counterbalance three, four years of bad booking? No. But that's why we're cynic. Yes, absolutely. Wrestle Kingdom 9, what did you take overall? How good was that AJ Styles and Nakamura? And then to follow that, Okada and Tanahashi had one of the best match ever. <coughs> Excuse me, Kevin. Um, you've seen two match of the year candidates. Yes. I haven't back seen, back. yes, Tanahashi and Okada, the last one. Uh, but she's talking about this one. But uh, Styles and Nakamura on a different type of match where very subtle, very fast-paced, but subtle hints of, oh, he's going for the Styles clash. Oh, they're going for the Bomaye. Oh, you missed this. Oh, oh. It was such a great match, Styles and Nakamura, at a very higher level that you're used to. Like, to be able to catch every single thing of what they're doing, you almost have to slow it down. And in a good way, it means that they're doing so much and so subtle. Like, the subtlety of barely putting the guy's head close to your knees to try to go for the style clash, and the crowd already reacting because it's the most fucking dangerous move in the history of pro wrestling, according to Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all those... All, all those subtleties are so amazing when you're watching that match because you're like, wow, they really thought about it. They're not just winging it, which they might be winging the actual moves, but the thought and the um, psychology of the match is just awesome. And the marks, Kevin, that uh, watch a John Cena match and start chanting, this is awesome because someone kicked out of an AA, um, watch this because that is fucking awesome. You want to see a real AA, the one Nakamura does to Styles? Yeah. Jeez, almost on the back of the head. These guys, counter wrestling is in New Japan pro wrestling is so phenomenal that it'll you'll be like, how do they do this? Like, and the athleticism is just phenomenal. It's Wrestle Kingdom Ten was a wonderful show, and like I said, you've seen two match of the year candidates back to back. I'll be shocked if, neither, if one of those matches don't win match of the year. I know Tanahashi Okada match of the year for sure. Yeah, 2016. Maybe, uh, maybe Nakamura can have a better match with Brock Lesnar. Holy, maybe, yeah. Oh, holy fuck. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Brock Lesnar, Shinsuke, Nakamura? And over the course of that program, guess what? Paul Heyman jumps ship. Like, hey, got to go with my man, King of Strong Style. Can you imagine? I Unfortunately, Kevin, all I can do right now is imagine. They fuck how they would fuck it up. Yeah, we'll just book Cena versus Lesnar nine or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean Wrestle Kingdom top to bottom, like the uh, 
the Young Bucks uh, match that opened up the show was amazing. Uh, these, the, even the six man uh, tag match for the titles wow. that was amazing. There's so much Kenny Omega. Like Kenny Omega is another guy that I think should be on WWE's radar yeah. right now. I just had a, I just had a flash. Kota Ibushi versus Brock Lesnar. Can you imagine <laughs> the no selling of hard hitting suplex or lariats? Holy fuck, that would be probably one of the... Ah, oh, that would just be so awesome. They're... For the never open weight championship. Ah, oh, I don't know. It will never happen. But oh, so bro, many... oh, that would be just... So many things you could do. Yes, so let's You know, not... I was kind of joking. I said this on, on the Al a couple of weeks ago. Why did just WWE doesn't buy New Japan? Why don't they do it? Just don't buy the four. Buy the whole thing. Ibushi, Lesnar... I want to see that. Because if WWE buys New Japan Pro Wrestling, it'll be like if WWE, when WWE rebooted ECW, it won't be New Japan Pro Wrestling. It'll be WWE's version of it. And I yeah. think WWE should be staying as far away from New Japan Pro Wrestling True. as possible. At least like that. Uh, Hama versus Yurikane for Dream Match. Now a cross-promotion like they do with ROH, I don't think is such a bad idea. But yeah, I do not want... Any part I don't want the McMahon's to have any part of. Yeah, exactly. I don't want the McMahon's to have anything to do with no New Japan Pro Wrestling. Do not soil that organization. (laughs) All right, Rob. Uh, It's still we're quite excited for the fact that uh, allegedly Nakamura, AJ Styles, Machine Gun Anderson, and Doc Gallows are joining World Mm -hmm. Wrestling Entertainment in one shape or form. And uh, Cena's out for six to nine months. So those two news combined makes it for a very, if not interesting, intriguing time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, as much as cynics we can be, it's a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to see a lot of fun. So let's just hope that we can enjoy the ride here. Absolutely. All right. We'll be back soon next week on the Al Wrestling Podcast for our Royal Rebel preview probably. And until next time. Take that bump on the Sports Podcasting Network.